What you gonna do, brother? New WWF figures got the power. Dad, is my turn yet? It's only been ten minutes. It's been four hours. What's up with that? Oh my god! Hey yo! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 23 of the Russell Getting Podcast. It is 2020. It's a brand new year, but we got the same old WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of good shit we're going to get to. Lots of bad shit. And mostly the bad shit is WWE. So, but as always, I am your most illustrious host, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined with my heterosexual life mate, Garrett G. Money Munn. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I should have seen that one coming eventually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, a lot of wrestling, a lot of shit. Lots of shit. Lots of shit. Lots of stanky, runny, nasty diarrhea shit. Yep. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a little bit. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the at Pod with two Ds. And you can also find us on Twitter at Pod with one D. Because Twitter is an asshole and won't let me spell out the whole damn thing. They took away one of your Ds? They took away one of my Ds. Bitches. Twitter did not, could not handle two Ds at the same time. Oh. Um, yeah, that's Twitter. That's Twitter. Twats. That's a twats. <laughs> so, and as always, if you've got any feedback, any questions, comments, concerns, you want to tell us how much we suck, anything like that. You can go ahead and email us at askwrestlegettingpodcast at gmail.com. And for those of you who are wondering, yes, I still have a cold and my voice is still a little raspy. So you can deal with it. <clears throat> and if you're listening to us on iTunes, go ahead and give us that five-star Frog Splash review. And share and rate. And let all your friends know. And if you're listening to us on any other platform, be sure that you are subscribed. So you can stay up to date with all the latest episodes. Woo woo. Yes. Woo woo. Woo woo. Okay. So. <clears throat> normally we jump into the news right now. But there's not really a whole lot of news to cover. Um, there is a lot of results though. Uh, we've got night one of Wrestle Kingdom. Um, we are actually recording this on Saturday night. So we will not get to night two. On this episode, but episode 24, we will do some quick touches on the night two of Wrestle Kingdom. But we do have a lot of other stuff to talk about, um, which we'll get to that too. But I do have a little tidbit of figure news. If you are following us on Instagram and Twitter, you will have noticed that I shared the DPCI for the Target exclusive Royal Rumble Wave coming in the next few weeks. Uh, which includes Lita, the Macho King, Randy Savage, an ECW version of Bobby Lashley, which comes with the ECW title belt, and The Rock. So go ahead and pop over to Instagram or Twitter at the previously mentioned handles and check that out for yourselves. And you know what's going to happen? 
You're going to see a lot of uh, people just spying at Bobby Lashley still in the title and just bringing it back because no one wants the Lashley. What well, sweet-ass headband he's got. Oh, yeah. yeah there you buddy. go. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Honestly, the only two figures worth buying in that set is the Macho Man and Lita. So we finally get a Lita that's depicted with the um, um, their run with Edge during the rated super rated R superstar era, and finally a different attire for Macho King. So I'm pretty excited for those two. Uh, I honestly cannot tell you what the Rock looks like. It's probably just something with you know either a bald head or like old school Rock with hair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I've seen it. I think it's the old school with hair. Probably. I don't, know. No, I don't care. I got I got a new rock. I got an old rock. I'm good. That's all I need. I got a nation rock. I'm good. So Yep. Alright, so that's pretty much it. Let's um take a quick break here and we will return with our recaps and rundowns of some of the bigger news related stuff coming out of wrestling this week in our Get in the Ring segment. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, we are back. So... Let's get in the ring. Lots of good, some good stuff, Sounds mainly good. from New Japan and NWA yep. over this past week. Well, we did um, get a solid episode of, uh, of uh, AEW. Yeah, I got my issues with AEW, but... Yeah, we'll I mean, get there. We have, the, like, we have the same issues. The, the, we'll biggest, the biggest issue I've got this week is that fucking Lana and Lashley wedding angle. Uh, best, best wedding uh, ever recorded on a WWE show. I mean, in all honesty, it's what you would have would have expected from a WWE wedding. I mean, there hasn't been a wedding that has gone off without a hitch in the WWE since Savage and Elizabeth. I mean, even that, like the wedding portion was fine. It was the reception was where the, you know, the issue came in with Jake Roberts' Correct. wedding gift, which of course contained the coat. But then, um... You know, every wedding angle after that, from like Test and Stephanie McMahon to Billy and Chuck to Edge and Lita to Kane and Lita, like all this stuff, just and then you get Lashley and Lana and you get the same thing. 
<clears throat> my biggest issue with this is that coming into 2020 with your Raw of last Raw of 2019, we're still using a lesbian angle as a shock factor. With the re-debut of Liv Morgan talking about how, you know, she loves Lana and all this other stuff and that, you know, they were together, things like this, you know, this, that, and the third. I don't feel that that is good representation for that community at all. I mean, that's just my personal opinion, um, which CM Punk shares that same opinion as well as what he tweeted out after that. And then Lana tried to justify the angle by saying, you know, don't judge someone's sexuality because, you know, they haven't made claims or this or done this or done that. But even Lana's missing the point of representation. I think the biggest point here is uh, a wasted opportunity on Liv Morgan. Uh, you know, she should just pair herself with the fiend like she should have. And, uh, yeah. I don't think they're even going that route to begin with. No, I don't think so no, either. Because if you remember, like, the draft, Liv was drafted to Raw. Yeah. And, of course, you know, the fiend got drafted to SmackDown. But I don't think there was any ever any plan to have... Live be the sister Abigail in this whole angle. I don't think there ever was meant to be an actual sister Abigail. Maybe. But the way that they re-debuted Live during this angle just... I mean, it put her in a prime spot. Like, that's not the Correct. issue there. It's just, where do you go with this character after this angle has run its course? Correct. So, I mean, it's not like a Sonya Deville who is a full out, out of the closet, out of the closet, you know, supporting the LGBTQ community, you know, representing them on a weekly basis on SmackDown. Like, what happens when Liv after this angle? Do they reinvent, you know, repackage her again? Or do they keep the, keep the whole lesbian thing with Lana rolling? Yeah. So, like, it's one of those things. You just watch and see, I guess. But, like I said, it did put her in a prime spot. She closed out Monday Night Raw, you know, the the main main event segment of the show, with her and Rusev standing tall over Lashley and Lana. You know, of course, Lana covered in cake and, you know, Lashley got shit kicked out of him, which is the biggest thing anybody wanted to see to begin with. Um, Yeah. So. I think the only fight Lashley can win is, you know, his couch. But his couch and a pizza. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but it did put, like I said, it did put Liv in a prime spot. <clears throat> put the spotlight on her. The downside to that, though, is when she came out, there was no crowd reaction at all. Yeah. You know, because you already had Lana's first husband come out and say, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, her first husband. Garbage. Then Lashley's like first wife comes out, got the same angle again, and then Liv comes out to like absolutely nothing, and it really took like Rusev trying to pump the crowd up just to get any type of reaction during that whole segment from the crowd at all. And in all honesty, the other thing with that, the giant ass wedding cake in the, in the ring. If you didn't think Rusev was hiding in that cake, you're a moron. Boy. Yeah. Oh. More, more, more. Well, that's that's pretty much my opinion on that. 
that whole angle. Like, yeah. I just don't know what they're planning to do with Lib after this. Yeah, I mean, it it'll definitely be something I have to wait till next week for. Because, I mean, the other thing I was thinking about, too, is, like, it could have been, like, a, a play just to kind of, like, distract him for whatever reason. And then she just, like, gets paired with Rusev, which will probably happen some way. Because Raw doesn't know how to do storylines. Pretty much. And, honestly, it's going to lead to a mixed tag team match. Uh, so, it's yeah. going to be Rusev and Liv versus Lana and Lashley, which will probably happen at the Royal Rumble. Yep. <sighs> and the other issue that I've got with this too is all the freaking smarks. Oh, the Attitude Era booking, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's so reminiscent of the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era sucked. <laughs> I lived through the Attitude Era. It sucked. Outside of your major stuff like Rock and Austin and DX, you know, other things like that, you had shit like the Union. Do you remember the union with Ken Shamrock, Test, The Big Show? Do you remember the Job Squad? Do you remember stuff like this? No. Because all you're doing is reminiscing about, oh, Austin McMahon. Oh, Austin and The Rock. Oh, DX. Oh, The Nation. Yeah. You remember all the stupid shit they put Goldust in? No, you don't. Basically, what they did in the Attitude Era was throw shit at the wall and see what stuck. And they ran with it. So, yeah, the Attitude Era sucked. Come at me, bro. Moving on. Uh, Pretty much the only thing on Raw worth watching was Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy. And then uh, we got a return of Samoa Joe. And, and, yeah. and that was about it. And, you know, they got told to leave the arena. So. Uh, yep. Yep, yep. So that, that's pretty much Raw. Um Hey, Russell Gooden Podcast. Are you a fan of old school WWF, but you don't want to give that millionaire Vince McMahon any more money? Well, lucky for you, I owned a VCR back in the 90s and recorded every pay-per-view. Each tape is $15.99, and we can meet up at the Mayflower on 15501. Hit me up on Facebook, Will Jeffrey. I still got vape juice. We'll get NWA. NWA, NWA. Like one of the only things to look forward to for wrestling during the course of the week now. Um, occasionally AEW well NXT you can always look forward to NXT Um, except for this week week. (laughs) but uh, we kicked off the TV title tournament this week with uh, Tim Storm supposedly taking on Nick Aldis Uh, unfortunately that did not happen instead he takes on one of the jabronis from the wild cards which of course Tim Storm did pick up the win on that I do like the stipulations for the the title match though yeah for the tournaments with um well, even the title will be defended under those same guidelines. Yep. So the 605 time limit, all that. I actually like that. I think it's pretty cool. It's different. It's unique. And it kind of gives more of a, a sense of urgency for the competitors in the match to yep. to hurry up and finish up the, the match and stuff like that. So actually, I like love that. That's awesome. So, but I'm looking forward to the rest of the matchups from this tournament. Should yeah, be pretty man, we're, we're awesome. Get, we're getting your, your boy next week. Your boy Ziggy Dice. Oh, outlandish Ziggy Dice. He's wrestling. Oh, he's wrestling. Uh, oh, I don't remember who he's wrestling. He's uh, not wrestling Cabana, is he? No. Who the hell is he wrestling? 
It's not like one of the bigger guys on there, but he's still like known. Is it um Ricky Starks? No. No. Uh-uh. Nah, I cannot say this dude's name. <sighs> We're gonna have to uh type it into the Google machine here. So bear with us. Uh what else happened? Uh, had- uh Marty Bell lost the match. And uh Molina was not happy about that. Yep. No. So I don't know where they're going with the storyline for that either, but it's definitely more compelling than the Lana Lashley wedding angle. Ooh, we got uh we got uh Trevor Murdoch versus Shooter Stevens. Shooter Stevens, the the only third degree <laughs> national champion. Uh, Which reminds me too, we are the only third degree wrestling podcast. Just so you guys know. Just in case you forgot. <laughs> but Stevens wrestled um, before that too. Yeah, something like Jobber. Oh, it's Ziggy Dice versus Caleb Conley. That's Caleb who it Conley. is. Nice. I do I remember. I think uh, I think Ziggy I like- Dice is gonna pick up the win on that one. Yeah, probably. They've been uh, kind of building him. So. Uh, we had the Eli Drake segment, which is pretty good with him and uh, Cabana. And then so, Anderson coming out again. Yep. Yeah. So, probably do a tag team match eventually with him. Hopefully bring in someone else new in. Should be Hopefully. good. So, should be a good time for that. But I really love NWA. Yeah. Like, then they announced that new girl power show too. I think so. Like, is that, my biggest thing is that, is it actually going to be wrestling or is it going to be that I'm just talking? That's my other issue. Hopefully, it's wrestling, because from the looks of it, they have a pretty solid women's division. Yeah, so, yeah, pretty good. I mean, I would watch a like a hour long NWA women's division episode. That'd be great. Great. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, what else we got? AEW. 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 Can I say about AEW? Okay, I got a couple things to say about AEW. Unlike Hangman Page, we have not been drinking tonight, so Man, which he, has spawned so many awesome memes. Like he's freaking hilarious. So, Adam Page is the man, man. I'm just, I'm the, just saying. The he's fact awesome. that they're not pushing Adam Page as one of the faces of the company just kills me right now. Oh yeah, this is honestly why I think AEW needs a secondary title, like outside of the the. You know, the world title, the tag team title for the men's division. Like, they really need, like, a TV title or a U.S. title, something like that, just for these these mid-card guys to kind of have something meaningful to go after. And if you're not going to strap Hangman Page with the world title, he's a perfect candidate for, like, a TV title or a U.S. title. Yeah. For sure. Uh, what do we have? It's actually kicked off with Darby Allen and Cody, which was a pretty good match. Pretty good match. Um, even though Darby Allen still dresses like a little girl. Um, I was going to say, even though you don't like Darby Allen, I don't uh, like Darby Allen. Yeah. I think he's a uh, imitation Jeff Hardy. That's pretty much my opinion of Darby Allen. The face paint to the high risk maneuvers, putting your body on the line. Like every week, doing something stupid. The coffin drop is pretty much just the poor man's swan top bomb. That's, yeah. Yep. 
did, 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 did. But I'm going to go ahead and cut off me some jeans and wear some leggings underneath that as well. Yep. I want to dress like Darby Allen. <laughs> Darby Allen. Oh, what else happened? Oh, let me think. Uh, we had the Fatal 4-Way for the Women's Championship. Um, Which was okay. Yeah, it was a pretty good match. I uh, I don't like Nyla Rose either. That, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Like, it's not the whole transgender thing. I just, I don't, I'm not a fan of Nyla Rose. Neither am I. Like, that would have been a prime opportunity to put someone like Awesome Kong in that match. Like, if you were going for, like, a bigger superstar to put in there. But um, I really honestly think that would have been a good opportunity to move the title to, um, was it Sakura? Yep. And, uh, or Britt Baker. But. Dr. Britt Britt Baker, MD. MD, yes. My bad. But um, keeping the title on Riho, um, I don't know. Oh, she's just not, ex- she's just, just not exciting, I guess. No, I mean, no. I don't, I don't think she's a bad like. She's definitely not a bad wrestler. She's not. Not gonna say like, that at all. Well, it's just not well, like someone that you're like, oh, let's go watch Rio. And it's like, huh? I think the biggest thing with AEW, in my opinion, is they have a lot of great talent. But they're not doing a good enough job of making me care about that talent. So, like, outside of the guys, outside of, like, your main guys, like Cody, Jericho, the Bucks, Hangman, um, even Moxley. Like, I can get invested in Moxley. Um, SCU, the Lucha Bros, um, Jurassic Express. I'm kind of more invested in those characters. But outside of that, those guys there... Like, I can't get invested in Darby Allen. I can't really invest my time in Rio. Like, they're great talent, but their characters are so bland and one-sided that it's just, like, I'd rather watch paint dry, for lack of a better analogy. But And I get, you know, Rio doesn't really speak English, but, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of superstars that don't really speak a whole lot of English. That you can still invest your invest your time in, like Nakamura, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, Io Shirai. Like they're trying, you know, their English isn't that great, but I can invest my time into those characters and invest you know, watching them. Whereas Rio, I can't. So. Yep. I still stand by that Britt Baker should be the face of their women's division. And that Riho is only champion because she was trained by Omega. Ooh. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. I said it. Yes, yes. So. Uh, what else we got? Main event was... um, It was the Bucks and Omega versus Pac, the Bastard. The Bastard Pac. Pac. And the Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros. It was a pretty solid main event. That was pretty good. Um... With Omega and uh, the Bucks winning. Which saw Cody come out and they all are like celebrating and they wanted Paige to come out there, but he was like against it. Which I definitely feel like we might get like a 
don't know if he's necessarily going to turn heel or not. I mean, it definitely seems like he's going to not be with the elite anymore, which yeah, is fine. But I don't think he needs he to He said be. he's trying to separate himself from the elite to try to make it on his own. Which um, doesn't seem to happen. Cause yeah, because they keep putting him back in tag matches with Omega. Yeah. Um, but I'm oh, sorry, that segment with him <laughs> just walking behind the bar during the private party interview was freaking hilarious. You know what's sad? When I first saw it, I thought it was Jungle Boy. Like, cause oh, I, I just like, all I saw was like long hair. I, I didn't like think about who it probably should have been. I just was like, Oh, it's jungle boy. And I like, it got closer. I was like, Oh shit. It's Hangman. Oh, it was just the fact man. that he's like, so like, they took my drink. You don't take a drink. Cause I'll kick both their asses myself. <laughs> yeah. Right. So then you got to do some private part. Oh, you gonna pay for that. You know, you can pay. That's 12 bucks. A little shot of Jack. So, <laughs> But that was a yep. pretty pretty good segment on there. Um, saw the return of Arn Anderson as an on-screen role as the uh, the coach for the Rhodes family. Um, we had Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara, which uh, Jack Hager came out for that. Um, that was a pretty good match. Was, that was a great match. Yeah. Dustin, Dustin, Dustin still, can still go. Yeah, like, he he's still go. For sure. He's a phenomenal talent in the ring. You know? I'm glad that. You know, he's found some place in AEW to showcase what he can still do. You and know, then, God knows he wasn't getting anywhere in WWE. Yeah. So. And uh, then we had the uh, the biggest problem I had with AEW, which was... John the, Moxley? Well, besides John <laughs> Moxley, which was uh, the MJF stipulations. Uh, the uh, the ten lashes just to get a match with MJF. Yeah, no. I think that I think if they do that, that's a little over the top, in my opinion. I mean, I might not be in the majority in that, but I don't think I want to see a guy in all fours in front of his family get whipped ten times by somebody he doesn't like. In all honesty, too, like I think that should have been a stipulation if Cody lost the match. Correct. Not to get a match with MJF. So they're kind of doing things a little bit backwards. I mean, he, I mean, I get the whole, you know, the first stipulation was he can't touch him till then. They always do that. Always do that. Always. In any fucking wrestling stipulation like that. The match with uh, fuck stick and a steel cage, I could care less. Which, did anyone else notice that he actually doesn't have to win the match? All you have to do is be in the match. Win or lose, he still gets in. He still gets to wrestle MJF. He just wants to get him punished, I guess. I don't know. The guy who you I'm know, talking about Wardlow. Wardlow. Like we got Jericho complaining, you know, making fun of Walter. Then we got this jackass named Wardlow that just comes out of nowhere. And that's the greatest so, name ever, right? Fuck that guy, Wardlow. He ain't done shit. Done <laughs> shit. I think Jake Hagar's done more than he's done <laughs> since they've been in AEW. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, have lots of problems with that. The lashes part, and, uh, I uh, I think it'd be pretty dumb if they did that on TV. But I'm sure they will because you know AEW doesn't doesn't technically know everything that what they're doing. They just know half of what they're doing. And I think a lot of that too, like the storylines are just inconsistent. With AEW, like it seems like, like they'll run with something for a little bit and then they'll change it to something else. 
I mean, there's not like the creative team is pretty much the elite, and like a couple other guys. That's your creative for AEW. When you have wrestlers doing your creative booking, sometimes it'll lead to issues. I mean, that was you know one of the the downsides for WCW was having your wrestlers as bookers. You know, someone will try to book themselves in the prime spots. <clears throat> but we haven't gotten to that issue with AEW. As, you know, honestly, Cody could have booked himself to be AEW champion, could have booked Omega, could have booked the Young Bucks to be tag champs, but they're not. So they're kind of steering away from that a little bit, but still, there's still some inconsistencies with some of the story arcs. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's basically AEW. Basically all there. Well, it's still a pretty good show every week. Like I said, they have loads of talent. It's just, you know, you just need to get people to invest their time into caring about that talent that's on there. Outside of your the elite and, you know, some of the guys from the inner circle. Hey, you guys want a perfect example of someone on AEW everyone cares about? How many matches have you seen Orange Cassidy in? Zero. That's why. But his character's so amazing. One. One? He was in the six-man tag match on AEW a couple weeks ago. Forgot about that. Other than that, nothing. Other than that, he's just been doing random shit, like being on a ladder when they pull it off underneath the ring. Or just standing backstage in a bathroom. Just standing there. (laughs) But every time he comes on the screen, he gets a huge pop. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, we don't really have to talk about NXT. It was basically a clip award. show, award show. Award. Let's give Adam Cole everything. So. Yep. An award ceremony yep. for Adam Cole. Bay Bay. And all the AEW smarks. Oh, AEW beat NXT in the ratings this week. Of course they fucking did because there was no wrestling. It was a clip show and award show for two hours. So. I had to double check it to make sure I was watching this the right thing. I was like, where the hell's the matches? No, <laughs> AEW oh, won the ratings war, blah, blah, blah. Stop giving a shit about the ratings. You just care about the actual product. No. Fucking losers. Damn smarks. Oh, uh, what else we got? SmackDown. SmackDown this week saw the return, on screen return to WWE. Actual WWE product, not, you know, was it the bump or whatever it was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we saw John Morrison come back. Um, we also saw the return of Sheamus. Pretty excited about that. The bro kicked the living shit at Chad Cable. Oh, great. Did you see how he landed? Oh, I did. <laughs> I sure did. Oh, man, he turned him inside out. Oh, yeah. That was better than the bro kick he gave to Daniel Bryan when he won the title. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And on top of that, the Usos, who their court case has been taken care of, are now back on TV. So. Awesome. Yeah, they had to save uh, Roman Reigns from another worst ending to a SmackDown episode ever. Yep. And getting fed dog food again. Ugh. You would, think, still... you would think somebody would listen to Punk when they say that uh, it was a fucking horrible-ass idea, but guess not. Nope. Again, Punk is right. The WWE needs to fire their creative and rehire. And on top of that, I still find it funny that Baron Corbin 
has teamed up with Dolph Ziggler, who had like the biggest feud when Corbin debuted, was with Dolph Ziggler. But they're all like buddy buddy. Trying to dump dog food on Roman Reigns. Again. Well, you know, uh you know, uh Dolph Ziggler needs to watch out. He's got a he's got a big man uh coming for him. <laughs> you know. You don't uh you don't stop Mama's fruitcake and think you go get away with it. Oh, I mean, I love Otis. Otis is great. Otis is great. Otis is definitely the Shawn Michaels of heavy machinery. Tucker is your Marty Jannetty. (laughs) Yep. And it's just like Ford is your Michaels and Dawkins is your Jannetty for Street Profits. Every tag team has an HBK and a Marty Jannetty. Correct. Every tag team. <laughs> uh, what else? Speaking of tag teams, we had that tag team women's match, which basically led to nothing. Was it like a triple threat tag match? Yeah. Like no... I mean, the only thing that came out of it was that... Sasha's going to wrestle Bailey. Or Lacey and... Lacey and Sasha and next Dutch. week. Yeah. No. I mean, there was no number one contender to the women's tag team titles on the line. Which they like, can't do anyway because Oscar's wrestling at the Rumble for uh, the Raw titles, which makes no sense to me. Well, they could. She can do double duty. She's a double champion. They could have defended the, the women's tag titles on the pre-show because that's you know basically where the women's tag titles get defended anyway. True. And then they could have like a couple hours later. You know, after Asuka has some time to rest up, they could have done Becky and Asuka. Yeah, I suppose. You think the fans are going to bitch about seeing Asuka wrestle twice? Of course not. No. I wouldn't. I love Asuka. And I honestly hope she beats Becky for the women's title. Uh, I mean, that's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't really care that much. So, I just, like, I think maybe having Asuka win the Raw title will give a kind of renew the women's division on Raw. Like, instead of Becky, you know, having the title. And it's always better for the face to chase the title anyway. Because you get the whole build-up, you know, of like, oh, we lost the match, you know, so-and-so cheated, they held the tights, used the ropes for leverage, you know, any way they can to retain the title, they got queued, and then when you finally get that big payoff of your face winning the title, it makes it better to see that win instead of the face like completely dominating the entire matchup or they can just take the title and go sit at home like Brock Lesnar yes bastard I guess he's defending at the Royal Rumble yeah I hope so he's supposed to be on Raw this week we'll see uh, so that's SmackDown. We got night one of Wrestle Kingdom, which produced some great matches. Um, one of which being one of Yushin Thunder Liger's final matches. Uh, of course, his final match will be for night two, which we'll cover next week. Um, Liger has been pretty much mainstay in New Japan for like ever. Yeah. Like, I remember watching Liger as a kid. You know, I'm 37. 
going on 38. I remember seeing Liger, you know, wrestle through like WCW in the 90s, ECW, WWF. Like, he's just one of those dudes that's like always has been a staple in wrestling. And to see him retire and do it on his terms is fantastic. Pretty excited for that. Uh, We had some title changes. Yeah, Pretty I mean, much every I'd, title. I'd, I'd go through all these, but the problem is, is I, I don't want to butcher all these names. So we'll just go over the the title matches. They're what really matter. What really matter here? That's what really matter here. So, IWGP Tag Team Championship match saw. I didn't even know their name was Finn Juice. Did you know their name was Finn Juice? Finn Juice. Finn Juice. That's what it said. It's Finn Juice. David Finley and Juice Robinson. It's Finn Juice. Wow. And for those who are unaware, of course, David Finley is the son of legendary wrestler Fit Finley. Yeah. And now they are the new tag team champions over the Gorillas of Destiny. I can't believe they beat G.O.D. I can't either, man. I can't either. That's crazy. I'm not going to lie. No. <laughs> I honestly had G.O.D. Peck to win that match. Oh, so did I. For sure. They have been on a tear. So it kind of makes me wonder if they're on their way out of New Japan. So Maybe. Could be a possibility. Could be, could be. But I haven't read anything about them leaving New Japan at all. I think they pretty much got made over there. Sure they'd they be. Freaking rock stars. Uh, we also had IWGP... United States Championship match, which saw John Moxley defeat Lance Archer in a Texas Death Match rules. I don't know what that is, but yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much like a hardcore match. It so. makes sense. So with that, that's kind of like a bittersweet thing because yeah, I mean, you know, Moxley was sure forced like- to relinquish the title because he couldn't get over there due to like weather conditions, things like that. So then they did the match with, um. Archer and uh, I can't remember who it was like Juice Robinson or something. Yeah, uh, and, you know, so of course, Archer won the match. So to see Moxley win his title back, win the title back, you know, even though he never lost it, so oh, that's pretty cool. No. Yep, yep, yep. We also had IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, which we saw Hiromu Takahashi beat Will Osprey to be new champion. I'm sure that was a hell of a match. Oh, I'm sure all of these were hell of a matches. We also saw IWGP Intercontinental Championship match. Uh, Tetsuya Naito defeated Jay White to be your new Intercontinental Champion. Dude, Bullet Club just losing everything. They lost the the four-way match, too. Damn. Yeah, they lost four-way match, too. Bullet Club's losing steam there, but... uh... Yeah, man. Man, Naito, man, I love me some Naito. Like, that's the one thing that I love. I loved about Ring of Honor was their partnership with New Japan. It's like you know, I never would have been introduced to guys like Naito or Girls of Destiny, um, Carl Anderson, Lou Gallows. Like, oh, I know Lou Gallows, but you know, Carl Anderson and um, like all these other guys. So, Kashida, oh, I love Kashida, but yeah, yeah. And then last match was IWGP Heavyweight Championship match, which saw Kazuchi Kazuka Okada retain his title over Abushi. 
I should have just said Okada and just not said the first name. Yeah. And not butchered it, but it's all right. We got there. We got there, guys. We got there. So, that means for night two, which is at 12, I think 12 tonight is what I read. I don't know. Sometime. We'll talk about it next week. We'll have Okada and Naito in a match. And then we're going to have Jay White and Ibushi in a match. That's oh, my awesome. God. And uh, Moxley's taking on Juice Robinson. Yes. for the. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's for the title again. I'm sure I it is. I, I think it is. Everything's for the title. So. Um, but um, I did actually get a message from our man Gene, Gene Malden, Big Gene, um, a few days ago. I haven't responded back to him. That's my bad. So I do apologize for that. But he pretty much asked what I was looking forward to for Wrestle Kingdom. And in all honesty, I was waiting for night one to see the results of these title matches. Um, like, I really was looking forward to, for night one, Okada and Ibushi. Because, you know, that's going to be a hell of a match. Oh, my God. Um, Naito and Jay White. But, um, like, night two. Like, of course, you know, Liger's final match. Like, that's, you know, that's a must-see thing. That's like, you know, when Ric Flair had his final match against Shawn Michaels. It's right up there in that type of pinnacle moment um, that... You know, if you be in attendance for, it's something you should do. If you're able to watch it, it's something you should do. But um, Okada defending the title on night two. Who's he defending against? Again? Oh, he's not. He, I think they're doing a. I think they're doing a. Aren't they doing a champion versus champion? I think that's what they're doing. Okay. Just a champion versus champion. Okay. I think that's what it is. What was yours? Okada Naito. I think okay. it's the champion versus champion. I think that's what. Man, it is. I got brain fart. No, no you good. So sick. But even that's going to be Okada. really good. Like, any well, yeah, of these I mean, Okada and Naito is going to be a I'm pretty sure that's fantastic what it is. matchup. So. So I'm pretty yeah. sure it was champion versus champion, and then loser versus loser. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So So both of those matches are going to be fantastic. So. Um, tag titles being defended again? I don't remember. Probably. I'm sure they are. I don't remember. I could look it up. You know, the funny thing is, we ran down the full card like two weeks ago. <laughs> I just don't remember the majority of it. I'm all hopped up on NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I haven't taken any NyQuil yet. Uh, yeah. I know we are getting uh, Jericho and Tanahashi. Yes. For his title. For Tanahashi's title, right? Yes. And I think someone has said that if they... Tanahashi, I think, actually said if he beats Jericho, he was coming to AEW to challenge Jericho. Yeah, so it was winner of Okada and Ibushi versus winner of Naito in white, which I said. So you're heavyweight and you're intercontinental, which I said. Tanahashi and Jericho, no, it's just a regular match. The losers. Well, I think Tanahashi said that if he beats Jericho, he said maybe he'll show up in AEW to challenge Jericho for the AEW title. Got you. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how that goes, though. Yeah, Kenta versus Goto in a never-open-weight championship match. Ooh, that should be good. Um... Yeah, Moxley versus Juice Robinson for the U.S. title. 
Uh, Jack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata for the British Heavyweight Championship. That'll be a good match. Um, Ishimori and Phantasmo versus Rapungi 3K for the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. And then Thunderweiger and Sano versus Takahashi and Ruli. That's all your matches. No. That's it. Okay. Oh, so a uh, pretty pretty packed night, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, show. But, uh, yeah. Good times. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. I'm Tony Falk from Paducah, Kentucky. I've been in the wrestling business for over 40 years. You may know me. I'm the one that taught Shawn Michaels how to speak his army. So back in the day when I used to travel down the road in my old Delta 88 Oldsmobile, I became fond of two things, waffles and tire irons. So that's why I decided to open my own store, Tony Fox, Tony Fox waffles, waffles and tire irons. Tire irons. Tire irons. We paint all of our tire irons solid gold. And our waffles offer only the best of organic and gluten-free ingredients. So when you're in Paducah, stop by. Tell them Uncle, Uncle Tony sent you. Honestly, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a Q&A. I, honestly, no, actually, it's not going to wrap up this week's episode. Because we are going to break down our male superstar of 2019, female superstar of 2019, tag team of 2019, and moment of 2019 oh yeah so that's gonna wrap up the show this week so um so why don't we start off with tag team of 2019 all right so pretty much any tag team female superstar male superstar um any moment from any promotion active wrestlers anything that has happened during the course of 2019 is on the table these are just our personal opinions. Um, of course, my picks are going to vary from Garrett's. Um, your picks will probably vary from ours. And if you don't like our picks, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck suck it. Fuck you. So, fuck you. It's just our opinion. It's not based off of WWE's, you know, top whatever, or PWI's top whatever of 2019. It's just what our opinions are based on this matter. So, tag team with 2019. Tag team for Yeah. I had mine narrowed down um, to a few. Basically. There's a lot. <laughs> I, there's so many tag teams out there. That I did like every, if you look at every promotion. Yep. Um, Gorillas of Destiny had a fantastic year. 2019. Mm-hmm. Gallows and Anderson. Had a pretty solid year, um, based on what they were given. Of course, the revival, the Rock and Roll Express. Like, could you imagine having a conversation in 2019, going into 2020, and mentioning the Rock and Roll Express as tag team of the year? No. <sighs> but becoming nine-time NWA tag team champions, and the. Through towards the end of 2019, you're just talking yourself into the answer. <laughs> but in all honesty, um, 
I had it narrowed down to Rock and Roll Express, Grills of Destiny, The Revival, um, The Lucha Brothers, and um, The New Day. My pick, my personal pick for the tag team of 2019 is The Grills of Destiny. They put on some hell of matches, um, especially around WrestleMania weekend. We know against the Briscoes. And it's G-O-D. It's G-O-D? G-O-D. It's G-O-D. They held it down. They held down New Japan's tag team division in 2019. (laughs) You thought I was going to say Rock and Roll Express. They're very close. I really thought you were going to say Very, very close second. And I like a lot. I probably should say Rock and Roll Express. I had somebody try to tell me I should say Rock and Roll Express. (laughs) And uh, he listened to this podcast, and I want you to know I'm not picking the Rock and Roll Express. You can pick them. You know who you are. (laughs) You know. I'm not picking them. I'm picking the New Day, and you can suck it. Because that's who I think. New Day had a solid year. They had a solid year. No. I mean, you can make arguments like the New Day, the Revival, the Usos, you know, up until their issues. Like, those three tag teams were pretty much on top of WWE's, you know, main roster tag team division, like, the entire year. So. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So, woman superstar, female superstar, 2019. You know, it's funny. I think you think you know what my answer is. I think going into this, everyone who knows me would know what my answer would be. Normally, it would be Becky Lynch. But it's not my answer. (laughs) It's not my answer. It's not your answer. My answer is Bailey. Bailey. I can tell you two reasons why. One. She killed the Bailey buddies? I finally got what I wanted. She killed the fucking Bailey buddies. Bailey is a murderer. She's a murderer. That's what I want. Two. She's now has held the titles the longest out of anyone. She had, I don't know if she had the Raw this year. I'm pretty sure she did at the beginning of the year. She had the Raw title, she had the tag titles, and she had the SmackDown titles all this year. Wasn't she the first one to hold all the women's titles? Yep. Including NXT? Yep. So, that's my pick. Awesome. Yeah. Um, My pick for woman, female superstar 2019 is not on any main act, not on any main show roster. So, we actually saw her final match. Yes, we did. So, female superstar for me was the inaugural Masters of Ring Entertainment Women's Champion, Lisa Marie Varen, a.k.a. Victoria. There you go. So, who came, who ended her 2019 by winning Moore's inaugural Women's Championship, like I said. Those who know me know I'm a huge fan of Victoria. So... And to see her final match was a was a must for me, being how that it was close enough that we could actually drive to 
And it was a great moment. And she had a great moment. And she was so nice. This is so the second nice. time that I've met her. She's one of the nicest. So nice. Nicest superstars that I've met. So she's fantastic. So I'm glad that I I was able to see her final match. So she is my superstar of 2019. Female superstar of 2019. So. Yeah. So um, before we get to male superstar of 2019. Yeah. Moment of 2019. Oh. <sighs> I think my moment has to be the Fiend's first entrance out to the ring. The first appearance we got. The Fiend's debut match. Yeah. That was a pretty big moment. Very big moment. That was a... That was actually... Star-striking moment for us. If you go back to the archives, that was the uh, Survivor Series. Yeah. We were... So we... You could get that like five minutes of us not talking. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> us being creeped the fuck out. You yeah, can hear the whole was, thing. It was amazing. It was an amazing sight to see. And I'm sure if you were live in attendance, it was even better. But the shitty thing is, it went downhill from there. Because <laughs> yep. now the fiend can't wrestle without a stupid ass red light over the ring. So, yeah. Yep. Um, my moment for me, 2019. Kofi Kingston winning the WWE title. Huge moment in wrestling history for someone that wasn't even supposed to be in that position at all. Who got into there by, you know, unfortunately, the injury to Mustafa Ali, which propelled Kofi into that spot. And just the fans, you know, we latched on the Kofi. You know, because we are, Kofi's been with the company for 11 years. You know, he's had a brush with, you know, coming close to a WWE title. You know, of course, there was never any plans to put a title on Kofi like that. You know, outside the tag titles, the Intercontinental, US, whatever. But to see Kofi take that, run with it, those gauntlet matches, the Elimination Chamber, all those matches, you know, Kofi was the MVP of. And to see him get that moment at WrestleMania this year, winning the title in front of his family, and then carrying it for a decent amount of time. For Kofi to have that was just simply amazing. To witness that was amazing. Serious moment of 2019. Now, the biggest one. Male superstar of 2019. Yeah. You already said it. It's Kofi Kingston. Oh. Yeah. Six Kofi. months with the title. Lost the title. Well, we don't have to talk about that eight, eight seconds. Oh, God. We don't have to talk about that. We, we don't need to talk about that. Then. They did my man dirty. He won, though, and still is. SmackDown Tag Team Champion. Year Kofi, man. I know I said the New Day and Kofi. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. <clears throat> Oh, this one again was a tough, tough one for me. You have so many, so many options to choose from. You know, you have like Cody, I, I got you. Kenny Omega. I got your answer. You got my answer? Yeah. It's, it's Marco Stun, is it? It's Marco Stun. <laughs> Marco Stun had the best year out of anybody. 
He is the male superstar of the year because <laughs> he got his wrestling. He is on TV every week wrestling with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. He's there every week. His parents signed the permission slip for him to be on TV to get his ass kicked every single week. Marco Stunt is the ultimate male superstar of 2019. So. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, and he's out past his curfew again. So. <laughs> But it's it's a tough one to, to to narrow down, you know. Kofi obviously, you know, is an obvious choice for male superstar of the year. You've got other people. We um, got Adam Cole, Chris Jericho, Adam Cole, Yushin Thunder Liger, um, Jay Lethal, Marty Skrull, Nick Aldis, all these guys. PCO, like PCO, fifty two years old. PCO. Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion was pretty much written off like most every other promotion that he's worked for. (coughs) Reinvents himself as like the Canadian Frankenstein. Does all this crazy ass shit at his age and wins the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. On top of being the Ring of Honor six-man tag team championships at the time. Insane. But my pick for male superstar of the year for 2019 is the man who laid out the prophecy that it would be an undisputed era draped in gold. (coughs) He's getting emotional, guys. He needs a minute. Choking up here. You can get through it, buddy. Literally. It's none other than Adam Cole, baby. Baby. Think about it. Leader of Undisputed Era. Basically said six months in, uh, you know, towards the beginning of 2019, (coughs) that the Undisputed Era will be draped in gold and will be running NXT. By the end of 2019, they have every male title available to them on NXT. Yeah. Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby. Right. So, honestly, that's going to wrap everything up for us. You know, I didn't... We'll have a trivia question. I even forgot what the trivia question was from two weeks ago. Guess what? So, we did too. So, yeah. So, if you knew the answer by chance, you know, just go out, go ahead and give yourself the Barry Horowitz, you know, pat on the back. You did a good job because I don't remember what the hell it was. But, uh, mm, I don't either. We got no church. We got no Q and A this week. Maybe so it's, it's all good. Maybe I can figure out what it was. <coughs> Did I have something to do with Virgil? I don't think Soul so. Jones. I don't remember what it was. Fuck, I don't remember. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> it was a fucking question. We don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, okay. Oh, well. But uh, we'll leave you with this trivia question, though. 
Speaking of Virgil, a.k.a. Superstar Soul Train Jones, Virgil is all about what type of sauce. Ooh. If you follow him on Instagram and Twitter, you know what type of sauce Virgil is all about. You know, and his favorite restaurant. So if you know those two, go ahead. Email us at AskRussellGettingPodcast. Would your answer? Throw in the uh, subject line, episode 23, trivia question, at RussellGettingPodcast at gmail.com, or AskRussellGetting at gmail.com. Can't remember the fucking email address. So, But that is it. That is going to wrap up this week's edition of the Russell Getting Podcast. First edition of 2020. Big things popping, little things stopping, ball in the quote, the great MVP. What? MVP. MVP. Montel Vontavious Porter. He was the man. Yeah. I'll be hating. I'm hating on MVP. I'll be hating. <laughs> He's better than Lashley. That's true. All right. That's going to bring us to a close. As always, I am Chris the Heat Matthews, mobbing with that Garrett G. Money Mun. Stay classy, Marks. And no, we want the smoke. We want smoke. We want smoke. I'm more about that money, money. Yeah, yeah. Money, money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.